I told you a little bit about the evolution of the tricks. Consider that content in a sense. What we do as street skaters is you have these tricks. Say I'm working on dark slides or a primo. Did you guys know this stuff now? <laughs> what you do is you cruise around the same streets that you've seen a hundred times. But suddenly, because you already have something in the fixed domain of this target, it's like, what will match this trick? How can I expand? How can the context, how can the environment change the very nature of what I do? Rodney Mullen, heard of him? He's one of my heroes as a high schooler who picked up skateboarding in a town where there are really no places to skate. Why? Um, because he invented the flat ground alley. That's the foundation of freestyle and street skating when you basically can pop the board off the ground and then proceed from there to do other tricks. Today we're going to talk about context. You've probably heard content is king more times than you can shake a stick at, but you probably don't consciously think about context much. Well, if content is king, context is God. This is episode 10 of Unravel Ideas, the podcast, and per the usual, I'm Pat, you hit play, so let's do this. What proves to us is that people don't buy what you do, people buy why you do it. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Because I'm always about depth versus width. Depth versus width. If you communicate an idea in a way that resonates, change will happen, and you can change the world. We're going to start with the definition of context, not because you don't already inherently know it, um, but because it can't really hurt to frame the conversation a little bit more. So according to Oxford Dictionaries, context is the circumstances that form the setting for an event, statement, or idea, and does that in terms that it can be fully understood and assessed. Let's break that down. You have external influences or the environment. Uh, you have the creation or content, uh, event, statement, idea, campaign, product, project, and then you have a gauge of your understanding or ability to properly act. Notice that it says fully understood in that definition. You may have topical expertise in your area or practice, um, but if you don't have context, you can't really have a framework to know how to apply your expertise appropriately. Specifically, I believe creating practices that try to put project, product, and content development into context offers three main benefits. So the first thing context lets you do is understand the past. Brilliant, right? But how often do you have a post-mortem for your projects? How often do you really assess the success? At most places I've worked, the answer is either never, none, or only if things go horribly awry. In the pure content development game, I see people keep stats and look at analytics, but most of the time it seems like this is a purely statistical analysis instead of trying to understand why things did good or not. And that's the point of the postmortem: understanding the success or the failure of your projects and why they either hit the mark or miss the mark. You've probably heard just about every motivational speaker or entrepreneur say, I learned the most from my failures, or um, if I hadn't failed so much, I wouldn't have succeeded so much. I won't dispute that you can learn from your failures, but I will say that I think people learn from their failures because failures force them to put things into context and force them to assess what happened. The decision to assess shouldn't be that arbitrary, or it shouldn't only be there if you're forced to assess because you feel like you've hit rock bottom. If you make a conscious decision to assess and try to add context to your content success, I bet you'll learn almost as much, if not as much, from your successes as you do from your failures. It's just something that seems like it's wasted. You know, why change what works, right? Why go back and look at something that was successful? Why? Because context changes almost every time and you just can't control it. If you learn from your mistakes, understand the environmental factors of your success or failure, whether it's a huge success or a minor underperformance, you teach yourself what to look for. The environment becomes a playground. And as Rodney Mullen said in the clip at the beginning of the episode, you see things in the environment that can literally change the very nature of your content. You can see the future. That's the second big benefit of placing 
importance on context. By making a habit of creating in a contextual manner, you can start to see what will happen or what is possible before you even first try it. I'm not necessarily saying you're going to see five years or ten years out into the future and innovate that far in advance of your competitors, but you should be able to see the potential problems before they occur or make tweaks in the flow of creation. This is a constant flow. By putting context around your content creation, your choices become second nature. The more you focus on the environmental factors surrounding your content, your audience, your timing, or your market position, the better you're going to be at avoiding the problems, creating the ideas, and pushing the envelope. You begin to feel ahead of the game instead of constantly reacting to the environmental factors you didn't see coming. Mullen said the very nature of the content changed as he found new environments. What did that result in? Not only did he create the flat ground alley, he also was credited with another 30 tricks or so, and he skated at top level not only in freestyle or flat ground environment, but also in street environment. Later in the video, he talks about how each of his tricks he uses is made up of small granular sub-movements. An example, he's talking about the pitch of an embankment he's skating up, and as he rides up to it, it throws you forward, and so naturally, you react to that by throwing your shoulder back. Since he knew the trick and the sub-movements of the tricks, and he knew the context, the ride up the wall causes you to throw your shoulder back, he picked the trick, a 360 flip, that starts with a micro-movement of throwing your shoulder back. So the third thing that comes from putting priority on context is your ability to not just survive while creating things, but thrive and intuitively adapt. In the clip, Rodney Mullen stated numerous times that he regained enjoyment from the skating when he was out of the pressure of being a freestyle champion and, and moving into the street skating phase of his career. Because the fun was back, he could look for new fun things to do without the pressure. I'd argue that it was also his ability to marry his craft with a changing environment that allowed him to see the possibilities. I mean, if he wasn't good at creating his content, or he tried to do the same trick no matter where or what the environment around him was, he would have felt pressure. But his freedom came from understanding the system as a whole, how the content and the context are married together, and how he could actually take his skill set from a similar but ultimately different part of the sport and utilize the two together and thrive. I think the same thing holds water when you're truly passionate about what you do. You're good at doing it, and you focus on crafting content that's unique to the custom context of, of where you're creating it or crafting it and who you're creating it and crafting it for. So where does this leave us? How can we take skateboarding and really apply it to life, to business, to creating? The first important thing is to really make context a conscious priority. If you're asking what if and why throughout the project or product development process, use context as a measuring stick along with your objectives. Actually, I'd try passing your content through the lens of context to see if it's still on target to hit your objectives. The second thing I'd suggest doing is attempting to gain abstract perspectives, especially if you're looking to innovate. Oftentimes we get so entrenched in our own company or industry culture that we often miss the things that our customers see or we miss how our customers interact with our creation. By getting a customer perspective, or at least a perspective from an outsider, or someone maybe a little newer to the industry, you increase your chances of properly framing the context of the environment you're working on or working in. Uh, one more thing that Mullen mentioned is the culture of skaters, and he likened it to the culture of hackers and creators. In each instance, we have significant differences. A hacker isn't much different than a security expert, but because of their different roles, they see things from different perspectives. Both of these perspectives or roles are present in the same general arena, so the context can be a mix of the two. Finding similarities and using perspectives that differ can help you shift your end creation to something that better reflects what your audience is really looking for, and that's the goal, right? I'll close by asking again you know, what you're looking for in this podcast, content hitting the mark, length and format connecting. 
you can let me know on Twitter at Unravel Ideas or via email at pat at unravelideas.com. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk again on episode 11.